I guess every child is. But I was just a kid myself, and when my sister Buster was working, come to think of it, even when she wasn't, I was the one who watched Bernita. I didn't like Bernita from day one. Mind you, I didn't hate her. I just didn't like her. Before you get to thinking that I felt like that because Bernita stole my place as the baby in the family, think on this. When you're living in a house that's headed up by hate, ain't nobody the apple of anybody's eye. We were all too busy trying to judge my daddy's moods. My daddy, I would say rest his soul, but I know for a fact that his soul ain't resting, was mean as they came. He could be peaceful one minute and then he'd up and smack you for no cause at all. Maybe he had a reason, but we never knew what it was. I was the last of eight girls. We lived in Sylvania, Georgia, in a house that was too big to be small and too small to be big. It was somewhere in the middle. That was the only thing that was average about us. Everything else was high drama. It wasn't the everyday soap opera kind. No, sir, no, ma'am. We had that Sunset Boulevard drama. Wasn't nothing normal. Sometimes he would come home cussing and fussing. Other times, he would drag it all slow, get a plate of food, and go to his room. I preferred the cussing. If he was dragging, it just meant that the storm was coming later. And storms that come in the night always seem bigger and blacker than if they come in the day. By the time Bernita was born, my daddy had settled down some. But that's like saying Hitler was nicer in his later years. Anyway, it was my job to try to keep Bernita quiet so she wouldn't set my daddy off. Since almost anything could set him off, I knew the best thing to do when he was there was to leave. I would take Bernita to the park in that buggy of hers where everybody would say how cute she was. Of course, that made me like her even less. But it was in the park that I found out that Bernita was good for something. Sometimes, grown men would come up and say how pretty she was. Sometimes they would ask if she was mine. The first time someone asked, I told the man he must be crazy. I called him a man because he looked past 20 but not old enough to really be grown. I'm just a kid myself, mister, I said. He looked at me real hard and got to grinning like he knew something I didn't. Well, he said, still smiling with his teeth that were too big for his own mouth. Sometimes young girls like doing it. Now, back then, I didn't really know what it was. I heard my sisters talking about this it, and I think I heard my mom and daddy doing it. My sisters made this thing sound like you had to be part of a secret organization that only older girls could get into before you could know what it was. There was something in the way they talked about it that made me think of something special, like mashed sweet potatoes on a Tuesday night. We only had them on Sundays and Thanksgiving. Some foods are all in the taste, but some are in how they feel, too. Mashed sweets are like that. I would close my eyes and let that top layer of crispy, buttery crust snap in my mouth so the soft sweetness would melt through. Getting something like that on a regular Tuesday sure would have been nice. 
The man in the park with the big teeth was smiling harder, cause when he said that about young girls liking to do it, I was thinking about them mashed sweets, but he thought that I was thinking about it. I had one hand on Bernita's buggy and the other one on my hip when I heard him say, You cute, too. He was the first man to show me any attention, and as it turned out, the first one I did it with. I was 13, and Bernita wasn't no more than one year old. It sure changed me, and I know now that it changed her, too. Because when he took me in that park bathroom, Bernita was right there with me. She may have been just a baby, but believe me when I tell you babies see what's going on. Now, if you ask most folks, they would say that man raped me. Considering the difference in our age and the wisdom he was supposed to have, I guess he did. But I'm going to tell the truth, because that's all I can tell you. I liked what he did. Not the physical part, because that hurt me real hard. I liked that this man was being nice to me and saying sweet things. If a girl don't hear the kindness she needs to hear from the right man, she will look to hear it from any man. The time I was with him wasn't that long, but he kept telling me that I was pretty and that he was going to do things for me because I deserved them. But after that, I never saw him again. I went to the park time and again hoping to find him, but he didn't come back. After a while, I figured he must have found somebody that he liked better than me. I never even knew his name. Well, I said that I was going to tell you about my niece Bernita, and I am. But you can't understand her life till you understand mine and see where hers came from. Bernita's mama, Buster, didn't like her daughter all that much neither. My sister was too much like her name, a regular Buster. One day, she started going to see a woman everybody said was funny. There wasn't nothing funny about her that made me laugh, though. That woman was tough like my daddy, but she was real sweet on Bernita, which made her nothing like my daddy when I come to think of it, because he wasn't sweet on nobody. Whenever my daddy was in one of his ways, Buster would go over to Miss Eudora's house. I'm out of here, she would say, walking just like my daddy. I don't need to hear none of this mess. I work hard, too. Babe, you take care of Bernie and make sure she gets something to eat. I wanted to tell her to feed her own child, but then I would remember the nameless man with the big grin and pretty words. I figured that it was Bernita that brought him to me the first time and maybe she could do it again. Well, like I said, that man never did come back, but I met others. They all said the same stuff, but with them, I made sure I got a name first. I knew that most times it wasn't their real name, but at least I had a word to go with my thoughts. Later on, I would imagine that I was Mrs. Jim Wilson or Mrs. Clarence White. None of them men would have ever married me. I know that now, but I was just trying to have something to believe in. In my mind, they were all the first man with the big grin. By the time I realized that they didn't care nothing about me and that they were just getting what they wanted, I had nicknames and a reputation to match. I was Miss Hot Pants or Miss Too Hot to Trot. 
The girls were more creative than the boys and meaner, too. They called me peanut butter because they said I spread easy. Now, you may be wondering where my mother and sisters were when all of this was going on. You're probably thinking that somebody in my house should have known something. Well, someone did. But by then, she was just five years old. Chapter 2. Generational Pain Beatrice Berry says, Ain't no hurt like an old hurt. Folks say that childbirth is natural. I say it's a miracle. Ain't nothing natural or normal about what happens to women when they give birth. Now I bet you're wondering how I know about this since I ain't had no children of my own. That's something I need to tell you about. You see, over here on the other side, we can see some of everything. We can call up a memory and see it from start to finish, even if I wasn't dead when it happened. I can even get a hold of the thoughts of folks I'm connected to. That sure is something. That's why it ain't right for the living to do too much meddling with the dead. It upsets the balance of life. If you could see and know all that we do from the other side, there really wouldn't be a reason to keep on living, nor would you want to. There's no sorrow over here. But just because you shouldn't meddle too much doesn't mean we can't. No, sir. More you learn about your ancestors, the more you learn about yourself. That's how I got to help my Bernita, but I'm a bit ahead of myself. I was telling you about my mama. After the birth of all her girls, my mama, rest her soul.